0: Here we are again then. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Moyes Health Podcast. Welcome to episode 120. My days. Have you listened to every single one? If you have, let me know. I'm curious if there is anybody out there that has, has done every single episode. And if you have, I commend you. Because <laughs> A, even I don't like the sound of my voice that much. And B, well, you should have a a breadth of knowledge as far as psychology and fat loss and fitness and all things mindset fuckery at this point. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for that one. Gold star listener. But as always, if you enjoy these episodes, like I said, do let me know. Be that with a review on Apple Podcasts, which always makes a big difference to the rating. And of course, by all means, drop me a message on Instagram, at Chris Moyes. I'm always curious upon your feedback, always curious what you guys have to say about the topics of which I present. And today is no different, because today we are digging into mistakes and why they're actually a really good thing. So outside of the realms of fitness, fat loss, health, all that jazz... I am, I guess, what you call an amateur mechanic. I quite enjoy tinkering with cars, bikes, engines, and then that extends to things like DIY, etc. I guess, in my career, it's all about my mind, and therefore when I'm not at work, so to speak, the thing that I enjoy using is my hands, as opposed to my mind. So, my tinkering with cars and things like that began pretty much on my second car, where I was 18, 19 at that point. But nothing really kind of took off seriously until the last few years, where I actually had the ability to properly dig into mechanics. And so my Mustang, my car at the moment, there's pretty much not an area of that car I haven't had my hands or have tweaked in some way, with the exception of inside the engine. And that's the only reason for that is because I've never had a need to open up said engine. But I'm a big... I I don't know, I really, really like it when I've created something myself. When it's not just a case of I've paid someone to modify my car, etc. It's a project, and it's something I'm really proud of when I can look at something and go, I did that. It looks the way that it does because of what I did. It drives the way that it does because of what I did. And more to the point, as I've learned, as I've gone, I have... I guess expanded my skills, expanded my understanding, but I'm going to take you all the way back to my fourth car. Now, my fourth car was a beautiful black 2002 BMW M3. Now, if you don't know cars, the M3 is, I guess, the pinnacle of the BMW 3 series. It's the fastest one, and I've always liked my my posh cars if you will i've always liked my fast cars and coming off the back of a different m3 prior to it this was like the dream car but at the time i think i bought this car for about eleven thousand pounds and at the time with maintenance costs of this particular engine etc i was on no means on top of things as far as you know, let's not be around the bush. I really shouldn't have bought this car. As far as, like, expendable income, etc. was concerned, I really didn't have the money to look after it properly. I just about had the money to put fuel in it. I just about had the money to... Um, to do little things with it, but nothing big, nothing grand. If anything catastrophic went wrong, it would have absolutely bankrupted me because I was living right to the the depth of my paycheck. And to be honest, this is how I lived for years. It was always about, what do you spend your money on? Spend them on cars. I didn't do holidays, things like that. It was, I will accept a bigger car payment because I want a nice car. It's how I've always been, but thankfully, slightly wiser financially as I've got older. (laughs) Anyways... This was around about, I guess, this was the third car that I'd begun doing my own oil changes on. Where you drain the oil down, you replace the oil filter, um, and then refill with fluids, new filter, etc. It's not particularly complex, um, but it's one of those things where you can save yourself a lot of money. The only downside is you don't get the dealer stamp in a book. But then, if you've bought a car which doesn't have a full service history, by that point it doesn't really matter. So, you can save yourself a lot of money. To give you a prime example, a BMW service for this particular car would have been between about 500 to 1,000 pounds. I got it serviced for about 50 quid because all I had to do was buy the oil and buy the filter. So there I am. I drive my pride and joy into my granddad's garage and I jack the car up and I get underneath it And to drain the oil down, there is a oil nut um, on the sump. So basically, the bottom of the engine is where all the oil collects because of gravity. There is a nut or a bolt on the bottom of it. You undo that bolt. It's basically like a, a plug in a bath. And the oil drains out through this hole at the bottom of the engine. Super simple. Now, I went under the car, drained the oil fantastic obviously at this point there's no oil in the car so catastrophic to start the engine etc and don't worry we're not going to go there however once you've drained all the oil out you cannot start or use the car again until you've put new oil in so i drained all the oil i replaced the oil filter everything is going well and no issues at this stage and then it's time it's all finished draining it's time to put the oil bung back in so i screw the bolt back in and obviously after that stage, you then uh, refill with oil. So I'd already replaced the oil filter and you refill with oil once you've, you've tightened up the, uh, the drain plug. And so I've got drain plug screwed in and I've got my socket attached to the um, to the drain plug and I'm tightening it. Now, for any of you that haven't worked on mechanics or anything before, there's different kinds of metals. And the metal on the bottom of a BMW M3's engine is aluminium. Aluminium is light. Very good for a performance car. The lighter, the better the performance. Hence why they used it. However, you can very easily strip or over-tighten a bolt. And so there I am underneath the car doing up this bolt. And if you over-tighten a bolt on a steel you know, a steel engine, it doesn't matter too much because it's very, very difficult to strip it. You just won't be able to do it up. You won't be able to generate the amount of force that is needed to do any damage. However, on an aluminium sump, uh, it's quite soft. And so, where metal is concerned anyway. And so, I'm underneath doing it up and it gets tight. And in my ignorance, in my lack of experience, I keep going and going and tightening and tightening and tightening thinking well i don't want any oil to drain out i need to make sure i properly do this thing up <clears throat> and all of a sudden it gets tighter 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 and then boom really loose so that's a red flag <laughs> any of you that have done something similar before that's a red flag and so i go oh, okay so i start trying to do it up again now the difference is this time it won't tighten. Now going back to what I said previously. If the sump nut won't tighten. You can't replace the oil. You can't put oil in it because it would just drain out. Because the sump nut isn't tight. This was my mistake. Now to put this in perspective. This at the time was the top of the range BMW. To replace the sump on a BMW is a lot of work. It is also going to be incredibly expensive to get the part. And even if you can do the work yourself, as mentioned, it's going to be a lot of work. Long and the short of it, by me being a bit overzealous with elbow grease and over tightening this nut, which really, really didn't need to be that tight, I was in a position where I've just cost myself thousands. This is a big fuck up, my biggest fuck up to date when it comes to money and yeah. So my granddad's um, is a former engineer. So I run into the house and I'm like, granddad, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I think I've just stripped the nut on the sump. Now, there's many different ways of fixing this. I won't go into the details and bore you with it. But my granddad helped me find a solution which was acceptable. Looking back now, said solution was ropey as fuck. Because bear in mind, if you're driving down the road and this bloody sump nut comes out and all the oil drains out of the engine. Yeah, you're not going to have a good time. You're You're going to grind to a halt. Your engine's going to go bang and that's the car dead. And that is not just a new sump. That is several several thousands of of pounds on a brand new engine not something that i could afford when i was absolutely down to the wire paying for the loan on the car every month and could barely afford to put fuel in it yeah so obviously i'm well aware i've spent 10 minutes telling you about a car 10 minutes telling you about a mechanical uh situation the reason i'm telling you this is because Every single time since that day that I have worked on anything, especially cars and motorbikes, I am super careful doing up bolts. I am super careful doing up the sump nut in particular when I've finished servicing my vehicles, which, might I add, it didn't put me off. All it did was teach me a very, very valuable lesson, and I got away with it just the, uh, the next owner probably didn't get away with it because, yeah, I didn't make life. They would have had to have replaced the sump when they went and didn't all change. So that was a bit mean, but I was a kid with no money. It's what had to be done. <laughs> the point I'm getting at is that by making one giant mistake, a mistake which could have cost me thousands, and I was very, very lucky that it didn't, I learned a very, very valuable lesson. I learned that you can over tightened bolts which up until that point i didn't know you could i thought you could just do a good and tight on every single bolt and job was a good and however now with experience yeah that was beneficial now you know me i always like to have a moral of a story i always like to have an underlying tone of what lesson did i take away from my fuck up one of many fuck-ups if you've been listening to all 119 episodes prior to this one. Like I said, I learned not to over tighten bolts. But how does this translate to the general topic of this podcast? It translates because we learn the most when we fuck up. We don't actually learn a huge amount when life goes well. When we're sticking to it, when we're doing what we need to do, when we're consistent and everything is going well, yeah, sure, we learn a little, but nowhere near as much as when we make a mistake. Now, making those mistakes really doesn't feel good. That particular day, I can remember the feeling well, I had that horrible knot in my stomach, that impending doom feeling of, boys, you've really fucked up here, mate. But thankfully, due to the expertise of my granddad and a little bodgery, I was all right. So... The thing that I guess I want to share with you guys today through this this story and through this lesson is that if I had never made that mistake, although it could have cost me a ton of money, it didn't, but if I hadn't learned that mistake that day, then going forwards to future vehicles, future projects, it could have cost me thousands. It could have brought me to a position where I didn't have an easy solution and i would have to spend the thousands it would have taken to to fix the problem now there's been many instances like this in my amateur mechanic career and same with diy but again i stress it was incredibly incredibly beneficial and every mistake is Every single thing you do in life, every single time you get it wrong, every fuck up, every over calorie day, every missed workout, every feeling of, oh fuck, you should have done that. Every day that you slip, every binge has something to offer you. But the only way you're ever going to evolve and move forwards from it is if you accept the mistake for what it is and you see it for the valuable piece of experience that it is because that mistake could very well be the thing that saves you a ton of anguish and in my case money in the future did i screw up that day yeah but would i change it looking back now no not just because i got away with it but even if i didn't that was a very very valuable lesson learned So the next time you have a day where like, I don't know, you say you kick the ass out of your calories or you lose control, overindulge, etc. It's not the end of you. It's not the end of the journey. It's not the end of the road. It's just another piece of experience for you to be able to draw from. It's just another moment of which you can learn something from. Because we're continuously learning. We are learning machines in that regard. And the brain is set up as such as we don't stop learning until our final day, our final second arrives and we switch off for good. We are still learning right up until that day. And because we're still learning, there's still an opportunity to learn from mistakes. This is why you can never become the best version of yourself, but you can strive to become a better version of yourself and continuously strive to become that best version even though you will arguably never achieve it but i would argue with all of my experience in life not just with this particular story but in everything i've discussed previously and all of the stories i've yet to share with you they've all brought something to my life they've all brought a level of understanding a level of experience they've all helped pave the way for what is at this moment on the 8th of December, the best version of me. Does that not mean that I've got many mistakes left to come? Hell yeah, it does. I've got a ton more mistakes still to make. But embracing those mistakes and accepting them and being okay when they happen is huge. Because I'm willing to bet that some of you have made mistakes going over your calories, for example. And you've allowed that demon to fester and you've allowed it to dominate your thoughts to the point where you beat yourself up, where you feel bad or guilty or you feel you berate yourself. And by doing that, your self-esteem drops and ironically, you end up reenacting the very thing you're beating yourself up for. You binge, you overconsume, you lose control, you self-deprecate. The thing is that when you're at peace with the mistakes you make, when you understand that it's a vital part of the journey and you accept them as a a teaching moment, then you are much quicker to get back on the wagon again. You're much quicker to draw the line, to go, that's cool, didn't like it, didn't like the feeling that came with it, fuck, wish I hadn't done that, but you know what, I'm not going to do it again. There's a saying that I particularly love which is a mistake repeated is a choice. And yeah, you know what I subscribe to that. I think that in terms of our, you know, our daily lives etc, I think that if you make the same mistake twice then it does very much become more of a choice than it does a uh, a mistake once again. There's exceptions of course, but in the grand scheme of things I think that's a a good a good I don't know a good lesson to learn a good thing to think about I can't think of a way to phrase it but the point I'm getting at is that if you value your mistakes as much as you value your success then you're ultimately gonna become a much much better version of yourself a much improved and well-rounded version of yourself because anybody that goes forward in life Anybody that goes forward in a freaking fat loss journey and expects not to make mistakes, expects not to have bad days or days where they screw up, is fucking kidding themselves. Even I still do. Days where the hunger monster takes hold and you lose control. One moment doesn't need to be many. One day doesn't need to be a whole week. It can simply be a line in the sand to go, ''Oh, probably shouldn't have done that. Don't like the feeling that I'm feeling now. I'm not gonna do that again.'' I'm going to remember that and then the next time I go to tighten a bolt I'm not going to over tighten it, I'm going to be cautious or better still, I'm going to check the correct torque setting for said bolt so that I actually don't make a mistake because in the back of my mind, I've got that BMW sump nut reminding me, don't do it again. So use all of your mistakes as fuel for the future Use them as vital lessons, checkpoints. When you're doing something similar, catch yourself. Recognize and remember, Ah, I've done that before, didn't feel good, didn't go well. And by doing that, funnily enough, you'll end up making less mistakes. Ladies, gents, listeners, thank you so, so much once again for your time. Really, really appreciate you guys giving up a little bit of time to tune into the podcast and hear what I have to say. As always, if any of this episode resonated with you, hell, even if you've done the same fucking thing with a sump nut or a bolt or whatever, then drop me a message. I'm always curious to get the feedback, uh, and it's always lovely to hear from you guys to know how you receive these podcasts. But of course, in your day-to-day lives, the one thing that I will say to you is, well, one thing I'll always say to you is, accept the things of which you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. I can't go back and change that stripped sump nut bolt that nearly cost me thousands. But what can I change is every bolt I do up there afterwards. So learn once again from my fuck up. I'll see you next time. Toodles.